0: 46 in the morning, crack of 6 in the morning. It's an hour before 7 and I'm right here. It's 6:00, I'm hopping out of the bed. To so wake
1: up. Morning. morning. all and welcome to The Morning After round 6. The Hedbins uh weekly review of the games. Uh, We're coming to you Monday morning uh, But obviously there's one more game left in round six Which is the uh, Parramatta Eels versus the West Tigers Now we're going to preview that as opposed to reviewing it Uh, But the rest of the games obviously we're going to whip through this morning I'm Dusty as always I've got Benny and Lukey with me How are we? Good mate, good, ready to go Another day off That's
2: it (laughs) Lukey? Yeah, yeah, pretty good Um we're probably going to have to tune into Bunnings Radio to get Azza because it looks like he's fucking forgotten and hit the Bunnings. <laughs> Absolute dog. <laughs> this is, just, this is yes. just Azza areas though. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, totally. And we've even adjusted the time to be a little bit more polite for him. I think it would have been seven Yeah, exactly
3: Nevertheless, uh, we're going to push on Just before but, we push on um, I'd just like to point out that Azar is the bloke that tradies hate at Bunnings He's wandering around, doesn't know what he wants Doesn't know what he needs <laughs> His missus is dragging him to the plant section Mate, he's just He's a lost man in there And I don't know why he's gone there
2: Well, it's probably the only time he spends with his missus to be fair So
1: <laughs> Yeah, he's just doing some PR work Oh, Just to carve up on the bike. This is what happens when you say you're going to jump on you don't jump on. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. So lads, uh, seven games down and this is how we've seen it go so far.
0: Music power. Snyder quick hands away. Oh, what about the pick up from Ruffin? And it's all Canberra early. on with Salmalalo. Townsend. Drinkwater. Puts in a kick. Flying through. Jeremiah boys are in front. Full time in Canberra, North Queensland, 18, have defeated the Raiders 12. Now Damien Cork from tummy half, he'll get there. They had to crack eventually, and this time the Bunnies won't be denied. <laughs> They're rolling downfield Here's Campbell Graham. Splits them, gets a pass on the inside, and he's going to go back to back. Damien Cook with two tries in under two minutes for the Rabbitohs. Full-time South Sydney. 36 have defeated the Bulldogs, 16. No one out in front of Stags. He beats Tago. Staggs through. Back on the inside, the test he knew. Brisbane have scored the first try. Mr. Sorensen, they've got them shot. Great ball, Martin. Stains for the corner. That pass from Liam Martin was beautiful. Full time in Friday night footy. The Panthers 40 have trounced the Broncos 12. Corrin. Right. Chance of Garrick in space. So much space. He cruises through and scores. He comes back to the Fita. He'll win the race. David Fafita does it again. It's a tough loss again for the Gold Coast Titans, but they are jubilant here at Brookvale. Now it's Munster, oh, toying with them, straight through Cam Munster. That is world class from Cam Munster, who is putting on a show tonight. Tabakai again. Park the storm 34, the sharks 18. Short side again, Walker spinning his way through and arpers saves the try. Does he no Walker is celebrating? Little inside ball for Walsh, right up the middle, somehow shrugged a tackle or two. How's that for a kick for Wateti Zalesnia? Reese Walsh, that is wizardry. Happy birthday, Lindsay Collins, 26 today, and he is a winner. Ponga pulls through a hole. Kalen Ponga, what about that? A lovely bit of play. Out <laughs> to Moses Suli, back infield. Suli, one-handed part. for the corner. Fina, he scores! A much-needed win and some relief in the Dragons' camp.
1: Alrighty, so let's jump into Thursday night's game. So Raiders 12, Cowboys 18, and it's kind of been the story of the Raiders season so far. They can't put in an 80-minute performance. Once again, very strong in the first half, uh, but failed to capitalise and just let the Cowboys back in the contest late. Um, and Val Holmes was probably the star of this one, had, had a very handy uh, second half here. In terms of, like, key stats, it was all pretty uh, pretty even, to be fair. Uh, both made three line breaks apiece. Um, tackle breaks, uh, Cowboys were slightly ahead, 26 to 19 there. Uh, missed tackles, the Raiders just slightly ahead on with 26 missed tackles in that area. Um, but penalties, very similar. Um, 10, Ten penalties all. 12 errors to 10 so it was a really really even contest i think the cowboys just took their opportunities when they had them lads yeah without a doubt it was a um it was a funny old game
2: it, it, it was kind of close it wasn't too rubbish um but uh yeah look uh, the raiders you know off to a decent start again but um yeah they're just lacking that x-factor aren't they uh, as we've alluded to uh, over the, the course of the season They're really, really lacking that X Factor Some really nice moments from Brad Schneider I thought, especially defensively um, But, uh, you know, he did get a lot of footy The other night as opposed to Jack Whiten And, and his uh, inexperience sort of showed At times where he sort of came up with the wrong option Ran it when he should have passed it Passed it when the pass wasn't on But overall, I think they've got a really good young half in him And defensively, yeah, he was outstanding So, But uh, Cowboys again, um, really good Looked great with Jim Quarter at the back there again So yeah, hopefully that's a consistent that they stick with
1: And uh, look, they went with Helam Lukey on the edge there And pushed Tommy Gilbert back to the bench And he looked really good I thought he looked really good. They had a bit of a weapon on an edge to go to. Um, so, super coach studs and duds from this game. Tommy Starling was good for the Raiders. He hit an 83 with that line break try from dummy half. How uh, sharp is he? How very sharp good. is he? He's probably very the quickest
2: good. hooker in the comp. Like, I know that there's the beach sprinter at Redfern there, but, like, in terms of in small, tight spaces, he's just electric. Yeah,
1: very, very. But he hasn't really had the platform from his forwards this year to be, to be effective. Um, Val Holmes had a 92. healam Luki had a 90 there on the edge. And Tao Malolo was good. Had an 86. Um, in terms of the duds for the game, look, uh, Tommy Dearden probably had his quietest game for the year. Had a 32 there. Um, for the Raiders, uh, look, chance had a 21, which was fairly, fairly quiet for his standards as well. Didn't really see the work rate from him that we normally do. So yep that one's in the books the cowboys chalk up another win all righty moving on to the second game so this was the first game on good friday so this was the rabbits and the dogs um so again basically the dogs look like they uh they turned up here in the first um 20 minutes they look they look really good but the rabbitos have taken this one out 36 to 16. the story of this one lads uh damian cook came to play Bought his boots and was fantastic. Um, unfortunately for the Dogs, uh, we, we kind of put a bit of a social post up about it. They uh, ha- had an injury in the outside backs and to, to Braden Burns and unfortunately they shifted Burton out there, which, look, to be fair, I, I, I don't see the point in putting your best attacking weapon out in the centres and giving him less touches, but that's what they went with. And uh, yeah, they, they just kind of stifled their attack a little bit more, I thought, lads.
3: Locker Roach chimed in with a, Matty Burton's a much better centre than he is a winger. Thanks, Blocker.
1: (laughs) Oh, man, I'm so off that bloke this weekend, though. Oh, it's hard to listen to Block. Oh, It's very, very hard to listen to him. He's just... You guys were talking about it yesterday, about his, you know, the dummy half was just nailing blokes on the chest. And he's like, going, oh, the dummy half passer needs to get better. It's like, mate, are we watching the same game? So, yeah, he struggled a bit there. But, um, lads, good to see Cookie come into his own.
2: Oh, without a doubt. And... um he kind of has to, doesn't he? Because, uh, I mean, you know, Ilias is still finding his feet in first grade, is having some nice moments, and uh, Cody Walker's still struggling. I mean, you know, he had a, a number of try involvements in that game and still, from a super coach perspective, um, didn't really knock out much of a score at all. It's probably going to end up in our duds for this week as well. But uh, or 44 he's ended up with, but still, like, he's really struggling, Cody Walker. Those try involvements he had were, you know, standard stuff, catch and pass, sort of things that you expect from halves. And... So, yeah, Cook really has to stand up, to be fair. So, it's good to see him, yeah, last two weeks really coming into his own. And, you know, obviously, Harry Grant playing the way he is is really putting pressure on that uh, green and gold number nine jersey,
1: obviously. What do you make of this stat, lads? Like, this is a bit of a telling stat that probably won't be reported on too much. Kick return metres. South had 148 kick return metres, which is probably pretty low. But the Bulldogs had 29. 29 kick good return kick Very, Good kick pressure. I, I would say good
2: kick pressure, but I think... Um, you know what yeah. that says to me? It says to me that Souths were able to kick from where they wanted to kick and to where they wanted to kick, and they were able to box kick and just wrap up the back three yep. before they could return it, whereas Bulldogs were kicking from distance because they weren't able to advance the footy down the field, and therefore they were long kicks... And South were able to return the ball back to the defensive line. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 And you could sell that.
1: Like, Burton was putting up torps from 50 metres out. Yeah you know, and it gave time for for South to get the ball back. So the, the super coach studs and duds in this one, obviously Cookie, 121, fantastic. Johnson had 94. Um, for the Bulldogs, I thought Luke Thompson was fantastic. He had a really, really strong game and uh, Josh Jackson had a 64. In terms of the duds in this one, look, Avarillo, 14, uh, wasn't great but there wasn't that much going on for the Dogs in general. Ilias had a 25, uh, Milne had a 20, and Mansour had a 15. So, um, it, you know, the bulk of the scoring was was at the pointy end uh, for South.
3: that's for sure.
1: Benny, your man, Cole Flanagan, he's showing some nice touches week to week. I think he was their
3: best half on the weekend, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I think he's um, better than what he's been dealt the hand the last couple of years, um, just been fucking playing Reggie's. And he was showing it up in Reggie's. He's still not a world beater by any means in the NRL, but he's doing a job for the dogs there. And you know, if they can get Matt Burton some more fucking space to work, then he can be more effective. But at the moment, all Matt Burton's good for is basically kicking from their own 30 metre line with his big torps. Yeah, they're struggling to get him involved in the game. All right, moving on. Oh, hang on. I would like to know if um, Cronulla could pay Blake Taft more than what he's making at the Rabbitohs to come and be the kicking coach, the goal kicking coach for Nico Hines. (laughs) Because <laughs> that kid has a fucking laser for a boot. Yeah, he goes all right, doesn't he? He's, He's very does, good. Definitely
1: goes all right. All right, let's moving on to the Panthers and the Broncos, which is on uh good Friday night down in Penrith. Again, uh, so the Panthers have taken this one out 40-12. to 12, But I think probably, again, for the first 20 to 25 minutes, the Broncos showed up. But you could just tell the Panthers were just like, all right, we'll just get in the grind here um, and we'll win it. You know in the back end of the second half but it didn't take that long uh they got the ascendancy uh and and clearly had a fantastic game uh despite our our unicorn points post that we put up yesterday i still think he had a fantastic game in this one and uh look it was it was a good battle between stags and Tago for for the most most of the night pretty uh, one-sided think, if you ask me <laughs> well I, it, it was anticipated but i was going to say stags definitely got the points um but i think Tago's probably going to be better for it, right, Luki? Like, you need to come up against that good opposition to kind of test yourself. Um, And I wouldn't say he was horrible because who'd want to come up against Stags when he's in that kind of form?
2: Oh, without a doubt. And, you know, we did the the companion the other night and we were sort of speaking about it while it was live saying, "I, I did say that I wanted those two blokes to really experience this um and 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 get a bit of a touch up just to see how they respond and and the team in general and and look the way we absorb pressure and just absorb and absorb and absorb and absorb and just patience and wait our chance and you know it's a real nod to Ivan Cleary's temperament as a coach because let's be fair and I'm trying not to stereotype here but in the past the media especially has stereotyped a lot of the Islander Pacific Islander players as players that just want to you know throw offloads and and go for the big play and and you know that's what they're good for they have that real x factor but our side has a lot of those islander players and their ability to just make the right decision and you know someone like luai you know what i mean like luai at another club is probably not the player that he is but just the his ability to you know make the right decision when he needs to he comes in and out of games as he needs to um you know uh, kick out he's been a lot better this year that sort of thing so you know I, I i really that's the part of the game that i was really happy with was how we just absorbed the broncos pressure yep we considered a try didn't panic and then came over the top of them so yeah Definitely be better
1: for it, those young fellas. Supercoach studs and duds from this one. So obviously, Cleary had 151. Pro- probably doesn't get downgraded or upgraded from there, I think. But there's there was a couple of questionable, I'm not. Totally sure about the try assist, line break assist for the Luai try, but you know has to go to someone, I guess. And Hot Scott, Oof. unreal game, <laughs> just <laughs> fantastic. Had a great try in that first half. Then made a line break in the second half, which led to a se- second try. So he had a great game for the Broncos. It was a one-man show. It was Katoni Stags again. So I think if any, if nothing else, uh, I know the Broncos have had a couple of losses in the last couple of weeks, but they've been to good opposition, and he's really, really stood up. So hopefully, he can take this confidence in. To uh, games against some uh, easier opposition, uh, and still be as effective. In terms of the duds, uh, I mean, look, there was, you know, there was a couple of guys that you probably thought would have had a bit more of an impact. Billy Walters had a 16 for the Broncos. There wasn't too much happening for them. Uh, Dylan Edwards only ended up with a 32. He obviously. Got binned for those handbags at ten paces with uh, Palisera, <laughs> unfortunately. So that that ruined his super coach output for the night. So um, Penrith had eleven players score over fifty. Yeah, that's, that's pretty. That's pretty massive. It is. That's that is really really good. So um, you know, and and like Charlie Staines had probably one of his best games of the year too. He had sixty one. Um, was really involved, and his yardage work has has definitely improved this year. Moving on, lads, uh, to the uh, Seagulls versus the Titans. So the Seagulls got this one 26 to 18. And again, another game that was kind of like the tale of two halves. Very dominant in the first half was the, were the Eagles. Uh, but then the Titans kind of just hung in there, got a couple tries, and then clawed their way back and kind of almost had a chance to, to, to win it at the end, um, but just kind of fell short. I thought Garrick was immense in this game. He was huge, had a really good game in, in Tommy's ab- absence. Um, and again, Ola Kawatu, he is just a wrecking ball on that edge. But not only that, you know, he's dynamic, he chases kicks, he pushes up all the time. He's pretty, he's becoming, um, you know, an elite second rower in this in this competition. Uh, for the Titans, mixed nights from a lot of people. Obviously, Fafita had a couple of nice touches there as well. Brian Kelly it looked, looked good and they looked uh, better with him in the side, obviously, there. Um, key stats from this one both uh the possession was pretty even on both sides line breaks five to six in favor of the titans there um so you know both fairly even in that regard missed tackles manly actually had more missed tackles with 37 uh to the titans 24 missed tackles penalties conceded was fairly even uh 12 to 11 uh the titans had three more errors than
3: the eagles but uh how do we see this one benny Oh, look, man, it's, it is what it is. It was uh, Taylor the back rowers. Fucking Olokawatu had a standout game and Fafita looked pretty good as well. I just think for Manly, I said to you boys that Cherry Evans got tackled on the last play so that he couldn't kick like four times when he swept out to the right. And every time they used uh, Cooler, he did the exact same as what Suwali did in, in the Roosters game. And he to, like, poked his nose through the defense. Um, he runs hard and he's quick, but For some reason, DC is just uh, lacks a little bit of confidence in him maybe because he's young and fresh in the team, but he just wouldn't give him the pill when he was getting tackled. I thought this could have been a 40-point game if he used those sort of outsides a little bit better, but um, we had a bloke in our head bin say, Manly, we're going to win by 24, um, and then he was going to take us all the way for the weekend. (laughs) apparently (laughs) was was never gonna happen it was never never happening happening. so i think um i think sexton probably needs a little bit of time in reggie's to be honest i'd put will smith in there at seven for a little bit get sexton some confidence he's just not quite where he needs to be at um as a as a full-time half
2: yeah i agree mate and yeah obviously i i sort of mentioned that in our chat as well and will smith is uh he's just got that old head on his shoulders that i think brimson needs that you know Jaden Campbell will need you know like I mean he's he's had his moments in first grade Will Smith he's an electric player he, he makes some pretty good decisions you know he's got his er- errors in his match but that's what happens when you're a bench utility and you come on you know you, you're always trying to spark and try shit so you've got to accept that but I think I think they've got to they've got to Tanner Boyd's played a lot of nine in the in the pre-season and trained there so he can come on and replace um Aaron Clark there but uh, yeah, I just, Sexton's really struggling at the moment. David Fafita, again, from a supercoach perspective, but even from a real time rugby league perspective, his most damaging passages of play have been ad lib stuff. Picks it up from dummy half last week. This week it's off the back of like a thousand offloads and he gets it. Like, they're still not utilising him. Um, you know, just take a look at Brisbane with Cotone Stags. They finally decided to give him some footy for two weeks and look what he's done.
1: Lads, would you just just going back to Sexton, right? And I know I've kind of flown the flag for him a little bit in in the preseason and everything. And so, look, I, I get it; he's not quite hitting it. But what about the um, what about the criticisms and stuff with Lachlan Elias and Kyle Flanagan versus Tyrell Sloan and and and, and Amoni over the last couple of weeks? In the sense where, you know, Sloan and Amone got dropped and you're providing what you're what you essentially creating is a confidence issue of someone who doesn't have the certainty. Souths have stuck with Ilias and we've seen the improvement there. People are calling for the same thing with Flanagan. Give him, just tell him you've got the next, you know, 10 rounds to show us what you've got or six rounds to show us what you've got. What do you think it does if you're dropping Sexton now and if it's still not working for them? What's the answer? I kind of feel like He's got, he looks like he could be the halfback that they bank on for the next 10 years, right? And I get there needs to be some development. What's to be gained right now from dropping him when they're only losing by six points or so? But the, is problem, the problem is,
2: man, yeah, they're only losing by six points, but they're losing first halves or they're losing second halves. And it's that inability to um, build pressure to, to get a stranglehold on the game until they go to the sheds or whatever. I don't think you drop him unless, as Holbrook, you see some deficiencies in his game that need to be worked on. If you don't and you think it's a wider team problem, you obviously don't
1: drop him. Supercoach, studs and duds for this game, so obviously for Manly, Olukawatu had a couple of meaty, so he was quite good. Kieran Foran had probably his best game of the year too, he had an 85, and as I said, Garrick was good, he had a 76. Uh, for feeder for the Titans, had 120, probably copped some unicorn points there as well, um, and Tino, uh, obviously with that try, ended on a 77. Um, for the duds, oh, look, it seems to be the same. The, the same blokes for Manly each week. So Saab only had a 21, um, and look, Mo Awaker for the, Waker for, the uh, for the Titans only had a 35 in this game. So moving on. Uh, all right, lads. So to the game of the weekend, or the anticipated game of the weekend, Storm 34 defeat Sharks 18. So. We probably didn't get to see the best of these two sides given the really late outs with COVID. So obviously the Bromwich brothers and Nakora and Katoa were both out late for this one. Uh, But it was a pretty good game nevertheless. The Storm came home pretty strong in the end and lads, definitely on the back of Cameron Munster's best game of the year. Almost the
3: best game of his career. Yeah, 100%. He fucking carved up. As we spoke about off-air before, he was probably running at a weakened edge having mckinnis out there hines is not the greatest defender which i find sort of tough to cop given he's not he's not a small half he's quite a, a big body but he still sort of struggles in defense a little bit um he misses a few tackles and he misses him every week so probably something he needs to work on there um it was pretty tough to cop given it just got sort of run away from in the end you know crown fans we've all been pretty confident um this season, how we're, how we're playing and stuff like that. But sort of Olam scored in the 40th minute straight off the kickoff, uh, that fucking corkscrew kick from Cameron Munster that went out, uh, the kickoff from half time. And that kind of opened the floodgates from there. Papanazza went in, in the 50th minute, Grant went in, in the 63rd. It was just, I thought the Grant try was a bit bullshit. I thought he was held. Um, he sort of just fucking, he was held up. There was no momentum, he was stopped. And then he just rolls the ball off someone's shoulder and onto the deck. And they're like, oh yeah. Try, So, uh, yeah, I don't know about that one, but, you know, a little bit of salt coming from a Sharks fan.
1: Um, <laughs> I think Benny, we're on, un- yeah. What what about Molotalo?
3: Oh, like he- he's been fantastic. Good, he's been so good. And I said to you at the start of the season that he's going to be a top 10 center winger, and I stand by that. Like, if he gets good pill, I think he probably could have taken Pappenhausen one-on-one at the end of the first half um, and just tried to run over him. Uh, he's, a, yeah. he's a bigger body, yep. but I think he yeah he may have thought that there was an option inside hughes was covering it i don't think a kick was ever really an option but um you know it is what it is. he's only young he'll learn um talakai is probably our best player in that game to be honest the so talakai and molotalo were lethal talakai's hands for a big bloke man Fucking insane like yeah, the soft, soft touches touch, yep um and then he's obviously got the ability to just run over defenders as well so i thought talakai had a good game um uh the one problem we have is obviously goal kicking. Hines' goal kicking was better again this week. Um, he, he obviously hit the post twice and um, he slotted the others. But
1: coach studs and duds from this one. M- Munster and Grant were obviously the best four. The Storm, Munster with a 96 and Grant with an 86 at this stage. And look for the Sharks, Mulatalo and Talakai. So Mulatalo 125, Talakai 114 were both really, really good. Um, in terms of the duds, uh, no one was really horrible, but look. Xavier Coates, man, he's not providing the upside at the moment, is he? That they've got him for, no. and uh, uh, you know, an 18 in Super Coach talks to the fact that his work rate's well down as well. So, because everyone thought that's what Bellamy would unlock
2: his work rate, and then obviously no, sp- speed and catching the high balls on top of that in a high-scoring Melbourne offense was just going to make him a Super Coach goldmine. But his work rate's fucking.
0: Future.
2: He'll, you know. He he won't. He'll get dropped, man. I, I I reckon if he keeps this shit up, he'll get dropped. If they like lose a couple,
3: they'll put Jennings know what back mean? in there.
2: Well, Jennings, down his knee, man. He's
3: oh, that's right. It'll Irremire. be Irremire. Uh, Irremire. Yeah. sorry. Yeah,
2: or there's that yeah. Will Warwick fella as well. Like, Warwick. the thing is, they're winning. So, they'll just, you know, Bellamy's like, well, I'm not changing shit while well, they win. Just on your duds, D-Lane too. Brandon Smith, 30. I was He's, just about to touch on him. What's and Josh going King on as with him well. there? Josh King only getting a 31 when they've lost um, two key forwards for the match was a little bit of an uh, eye-opener. But... Um, Yeah, but Brandon Smith, well, that that's it, you know. Like he's playing lock, so he's not playing as many minutes. Um, He did score a lot of tries from dummy half and set up a lot of tries from dummy half last year, which is where he got his points from. So, but just sit and wait and see on that one, you know, because Grant's gonna spend some time uh, uh, out of the side for Origin, and you can see Bellamy resting him over that period. So he might play one game in five weeks, Harry Grant, like one club game, and so then you think that uh, Brandon Smith will
3: backfill that with. uh, Wish up. Jesse Ramian, yep. not really in the mention for origin for New South Wales. What do you blokes reckon? He's been pretty uh, fucking good this year. Yeah, yeah
1: I, I think he has. I, I think, look, to be fair, if you ask me today, it's Campbell Graham and Daylight. I, yep. I don't, like, Crichton's probably the next one for me, but he hasn't really kind of shown. He's had the last probably three weeks of being real quiet for him. Yeah, and, and, and you couldn't put Lomax there. I don't think you can put Lomax no, there. I'm he a Lomax been, fan. He's been he's been kind of very, substan substandard. I don't know, under- man.
2: I, I don't know. Lomax defensively against Bradman Best yesterday was okay, except for that one um, when Best got on the outside of everyone. But he was pretty good. He was up for the challenge, and he's been pretty good defensively this year against other really big time centers. He's just it's just a product of him being in a shit team right
3: now. So so do we reckon probably Campbell Graham into Crichton second, and then probably a. Tie a three-way tie between Stags, Ramey, and Lomax. Maybe.
1: Yeah. Well, actually, you probably got to put Stags up there with with Graham at the moment. Like over the last couple of weeks, I mean, they probably you know that he he provides a fair bit of upside. Like, and
2: he was good defensively the other night too. He he, he made was. some really good tackles and reads.
1: Yeah, no, that's fair. All right, lads, moving on to um, next game, uh, which was yesterday, and that was the Roosters uh, just. Snuck home over the Warriors, 22-14. Lads, the Roosters attack is just not clicking and we kind of talked to it off air before and and I'll let let you guys kind of uh, get back into this but I think... Teddy's been most effective in this Roosters team over the years the last couple of years when their halves have been unsettled And he needs to be the primary ball handler If you have a look at it over the last couple of weeks And I know on our potty a couple of weeks ago I touched on the fact that I thought Teddy and Manu were probably their primary playmakers But then if you have a look at yesterday and I thought Kiri was more involved and
3: Walker was fantastic And Teddy almost makes the attack clunky Strongly agree there seems to be this thing with him. He's not continuing at the shape they create. So, like, they'll create shape for him at the back and then he'll just stop on that shape and not promote the footy or not try and get an overs and he tends to just, like, cut back inside or he'll, you know, get, sec- like, a second receiver and he'll just fucking do a little crab run through the middle and get tackled and, like, he just tends to... He seems to be breaking down their attack more than helping it. Um, and I just... Yeah, I'm just not sure what's going on there.
2: Just Good to see. Yeah, just not digging into the line and trying to beat yeah. those defenders. So they just slide off him, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is very clunky. There's a lot of players playing out of position. I mean, Crichton got that edge um, yesterday, but he didn't really look too much. He looks heavy to me, Crichton. Not fat, but just he looks like he's bulked up a bit in the offseason. Um, and he's, he's not as uh, athletic as he was. Like, remember last season, man? He was just like this... Which is why I draft him. It was this Bouncing weapon, he's tackles, footwork, very agile. E- yeah, yeah. everything you know, speed. But this year he looks like he's um he, he's hit the gym a fair bit um in the off season, eating some dumbbells, and he's struggling to get himself around the, the 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 park a bit. But you've got Radley playing big minutes in the middle there, man. And Radley Radley has some nice touches, and he has some nice where it just interplay with his forwards, but. Oh, I think he was good last year when you're right, D-Lane, their halves weren't great. So he was able to give their halves a bit of extra time. And, but oh, I don't know, man, like, I just looked at their attack and went, ah, Radley to the half, it's all very predictable and defences are sort of reading it. And it's not until Sam Walker gets the ball or Joey Manu gets the ball off the cuff that they start to look dangerous. Can I yep. have a bit of a rant before you move on to uh, the studs and duds with this game? Yes. So Speedy, in the coverage yesterday, alluded to Todd's Payton, Todd Payton's comments about, um, remember a few weeks ago, about the bigger clubs getting the rub of the green. Um, and then Paul Kent doubled down on it on 360 that week, saying it's not a conscious decision, but he feels like that in when the games are 50-50, that, the team that should be winning generally gets those calls. There's a couple of calls yesterday that were just disgusting. Adam Finell, make, Blake makes a line break and he's pulled down by Teddy three meters out. Then players pile on him. It's a clear professional foul, and someone needed to be bin there, and they just give the penalty. Can, do you, you yeah. blokes saw that. That's yeah, a clear binning. Yeah, 100%. Oh man, like and 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 so that's what fuels those comments from Todd Payton right second one and this is not so much um aimed at the roosters it's aimed at the league wide this one this is um sort of um detached from the todd payton comments but um there was i think it was adam Finol blake uh in the second half they're coming off their line he's got up to play the ball and crichton's got his hands all over the football right and the ball comes loose adam Finol blake challenges it right the bunker says there's no intent to strip right the player has been called held. You shouldn't have your fucking hand on the ball. What player, talk to me this, what player after the the player's called held and is on the ground is trying to strip the ball? No one is. They've got their hand on the ball trying to slow it down. The rules are you can't do that. You can't have your hand on the ball to slow it down. So as soon as the bunker, this is my opinion, the bunker looked at that and went, righto, there's a hand on the ball. He's lost it. The fact that he was trying to rake it or not shouldn't even come into it. It's like he he's getting up to play the ball. That hand should be nowhere near the football.
1: Penalty. Yeah, and I knew that they were gonna get they weren't gonna get um, the penalty the minute the bunker said looking for intent to strip. And I'm yeah. like, No, 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 no. They need to look for ruck interference. It's That's ruck what it is. interference. It's not there was no intent to strip But he's got his hand All over the ball And it forced the ball loose He was entitled To try and play the ball there And he couldn't Because Crichton Still had his hand In the ruck There was no strip But he had his hand In the ruck I, I thought that was A horrible Horrible call
3: And and you know what in a, in a time where The bunker And the referee Are making some Fucking putrid mistakes And a lot of touchies Are making some Shit calls as well I thought Fucking Shout out to Casey Badger She had a fucking Absolute dream game on the weekend and made some great decisions on the on the fly. And she was always in position. She was right there where the play was happening. And it's just like, finally, one of the referees is doing a good job. I know it's tough on the referees out there. Only one ref. So I think yeah, there's pro- they probably need to have two refs, man. One, one officiating have the ruck, one officiating the 10.
2: And I'm not having a crack at the ref there because... He's probably checking the 10 there And it's happened while he might have been looking away The bunker has looked at that fucking three or four times And then to actually go About intent to strip It's like no player is trying to strip the ball in that position Because they can't so, you, you're, you've, you've applied the, the incorrect rule to it. So
1: No, no, all good. All good needed to be said. But uh, look, as we touched on, Sammy Walker was really good in this one for the Roosters. He had an 81. Fanua Blake was really good for the Warriors, too. He had a 73. Looked really good every time he touched the footy. In terms of the duds, uh, there's probably a bit here. Look, Sean Johnson with a 15 uh, was pretty ordinary. They haven't given him the line break for the Reese Walsh. Um, Involvement where he kicked for Dallin
2: But they haven't given Reece Walsh a line break For that either I don't think
1: yeah, that's, that's a bit of an old one. So maybe a bit of an upgrade there. And look, Joey Manu, he's been fantastic over the last couple of weeks. He had a 27 in this game, which is down on his standards. Um, so moving along to the last game uh, that has been resulted in this round. And this was an absolute stinker yesterday afternoon between the Dragons and the Knights. Some not, some, some not bad tries in this game, but the footy in between was probably less than fantastic, to be fair. I mean... <sighs> McCulloch scored a try. That probably says enough, right? (laughs) From his second attempt at a dummy half-scoot in that
2: game. That
1: was the second time he tried a dummy half-scoot. I think Fossey was commentating and he he summed it up pretty good. He was like, they just didn't see him as a threat. I'm like, they didn't. They didn't see him as a threat at all. So, look, the Dragons have got this one 21-16. Obviously, it was 17-16 with a minute to go and they scored a late try in this one. Look, I thought uh, Matt Fina was pretty good again. Uh, he had a great game again. He's looking to be. Uh, it's hard for the. It's going to be hard for them to, to kind of move him from that wing position bird was good as always and, and benny hunt had some pretty nice touches in this one as well really good center duels on both sides of the park in this game lads obviously gago up against suley both probably had some some nice touches uh against each other and then on the other side was best up against lomax and you probably give best the uh the decision on points there he had that um uh when he kind of skinned everyone on that on that oh, try how's he speed was, yeah, he's very good, very good. So, look, the Dragons get the chalkies in this one. Again, they probably wanted it a little bit more. Um, uh, yeah, we, we, we weren't we weren't great in this game. Uh, Luki, you and I watched the end of this game uh, when it was 17-16. What was the call? What did the call end up being on that Daniel Saifidi knock-on there? Can, can you remember we were watching that? And, and it didn't look like a knock-on to me. It looked like he regained it before... No, the, it touched another Knights player before that So
2: he Yeah,
3: it was a tip-on back to him
2: Yeah Right Okay, so there shouldn't a, that have a been a penalty? That. Shouldn't that sure. have been a penalty? No, but they no just no, no, I think, no, I think Saifidi knocked it into the Knights player And then knocked it to himself again Like the, yeah, right, the, the okay. knock-on happened Before the Saifidi involved Like the Saifidi juggle, I think So that's why they've called the scrum there
1: yeah, and look, there was a, there was another what seemed to be a bit of a howler in this one too from that short kickoff. The uh, the dragons lost it forward into another player. Oh they'll, yeah, they'll blow on up about it on on channel 9. Yeah, it's um, clear, offside. clear offside, but they've just decided to no whistle kind of play on here. And again, it kind of talks to that league wide thing where there's big calls being missed at the moment and they're just putting the whistle away, which is kinda hard because, you know, they blow the pee out of it and we all get on their backs about too many penalties. But it's not about putting the whistle away, it's about calling the right thing when it needs to be done. Uh you know what I mean? It just just it seems to be there's a lot of inconsistency at the moment. The Dragons get another win, though. Lukey, you talk to it. Probably gives Hook another two months in the seat. Yep. Um, and especially considering one of his boys scored a try, I think it's all kind of justified <laughs> for him now. Um, and, and, and he'll move on. But the Dragons, I think there's still some massive issues with with how they play footy. They just came up against a poor Newcastle side and were able to kind of cover over a couple of the cracks. Ponga had his best game of the season
2: and, and one of the better games, um, despite the... Uh, the uh, black cloud hanging over him about his contract thing that actually uh, got even worse during the game while the poor bastard was actually out on the field. Um, Clemmer had a really good game. Um, I- I'm really enjoying watching Dane Gagai this year, man. Like just he, he was left
3: Benny Hunt clutching at air like three times. Just fucking stood him up. Yeah, and that's not a that's not an
2: uh, uh, easy thing to do either. Benny Hunt's a really good defender, and he made a couple of really good tackles, um, you know, in cover defence in this game. So, but just he was great at South in that um, you know explosive attack that South had. But to put him in a struggling side like Newcastle and see him do what he does, he takes tough carry after tough carry. He takes the twenty two taps and. Oh man, I I really love seeing him because he was a bloke who was much maligned at the start of his career. Um, never really got himself into trouble or anything, but was just you know had that uh, stigma about him that teams didn't really want to to go near him. He got booted by Newcastle early, you know. Came into his own at Souths. He's gone back to Newcastle, and man, hang I just well, hang
1: on. we didn't boot him. He left. Yeah, okay. And but and that to be fair though. I thought that we was were a shit team. <laughs> yeah, and I thought that <laughs> was like because
2: he couldn't you know, like he was being played on the wing and then they stuck him at fullback and it was just like, what, what's your what's your role for me here? What, Where do you see me going? And it was like, he was just a, you know, um, patch up sort of job player. Mate, it was a Rick
1: Stone, Nathan Brown era. Remember? I know, like, I, know the, the I know. The less know. said the better, but yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? I like, like the fact that he's, he's decided like he, he kind of built his identity and origin right and now yeah, he he's did. now he's translated that into club footy and i love the way he's come back and in all of his pre-season interviews he's gone i felt like i owed the club something i didn't give him my best when i was here and so he's one of our senior players he's a great leader you saw that clip when he was fox sports mic'd him up the other week oh, against Cronulla. great great access and just you know he is you know he's because he he's an elite center in the in the game Oh, he's
2: probably he's 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 probably the best center in the game. Realistically, when you talk of um, consistency, when you talk about um, yardage work as well, because not a lot of centers are known for their yardage work, and like top end X factor as well, his ability to beat players defensively, he's developed as well. Remember, he never used to be really good defensively when he first went to Souths. Yep. But now he is a really good defender. He, he's up, up for the task. Um, look, I, I just don't know if you're naming an Australian side. I, I don't know how he's not in there. And then it's Luttrell and Tommy fighting it for the other center position. And, you know, one of them be. misses. Yeah, I, I just don't know how you, he's not the best center in the game at the moment.
1: That's fair, that's fair. Super coach duds and duds for this one. Obviously, Fiona had a pretty good game with a double. He got a 92. Look, as you touched on, Ponga had a fantastic game. Uh, you know, it looked dangerous every time he touched the ball. Scored a try, set up another one. Dave Clemmer with a 94.
3: Yep. Good effort.
1: Great I reckon effort. a shit ton of that is base. I didn't see all of the game. I only saw the first half and a few, few in the second half. Had a lot of offloads. But remember when Clemmer was, you know, probably three years ago, he brought the offload into the game and he became like a 65, 70 average Sixty-sixty
3: 60 points in base. 37, <sighs> 37 uh, in tackles. He's got 22 in H8s and three in, um, so 62, yeah. Three in just hit-ups. And then he had a held up in goal. He had a line break, a line break assist. Uh, and a try contribution And two tackle busts So big game Huge, huge In and 51 we... minutes
1: Yeah, that's massive We're really struggling in the middle this year Our forwards just aren't standing up Right And I don't think getting Barnett back helps it Because there's some whispers about him going to the Warriors Potentially mid-season as well um, So I don't think him coming back does too much uh, we, we we need some more go-forward um, Frizzell's, Frizzell's playing busted too So that's not going to help we're just missing that second, that second half that can you know um, finish off opportunities, but also like ice sets, you know, get forced dropouts, kick to corners, and things like that. We're just missing that bit of a bit of an edge. And look, Milford. <coughs> well, maybe maybe i mean it'll be it'll be interesting i can't see how he doesn't come into the side if he's if he's fit and ready to go the other thing we're missing man we're missing Brayley. like oh yeah you know like randall tackles his ass off like you said but there's no run there's no spark there's no ball playing there at all so and see that's where i think man could help you so they're the games that have been resulted over the weekend lads and look we won't go into the Parramatta tigers game too much but how do you see it kind of playing out this afternoon? Benny, you and I are, are, are going head-to-head in the head bin in Super Coach. I've got Matto, I'm about, I think I'm about 180 points ahead of you, mate, and I've got Matto. You've got Gutho, Captain, Dill Bags, and Tuolunghi to play. You're so it's gonna be-
3: 150 in front.
1: Yeah, that's right. So <laughs> I need a fair bit to go my way to get out of this. I need a cricket this. school. I need a cricket <laughs> school. And there's every chance it's gonna be a cricket school. Yeah 100%. So how do we see this playing out on field though? Parramatta are, they're a dollar one today aren't they? Like $1. It, $1. It, seven, yeah. yeah, they'll they'll Eight. get they'll get it done somehow you think and you you got to think that um you know Moses Brown, Gutherson play
2: a big part in it. It'll be, it'll be that.
3: Gutherson and Moses or it'll be Gutherson and Brown, one of the yeah. two. It's usually yeah. left or right.
2: Penrith had um 11 blokes score over
1: 50. Let's see what the eels do today. <laughs> That's a good way to end it, Loki. That's a very good way to end it. Yep. That'll probably wrap it up uh, for this morning, lads. Thanks everybody for jumping on uh, the morning after round six. Uh, don't forget. So, look, tomorrow teams will be named, but waivers won't clear until Thursday this week. We still be we still will be recording tomorrow night, so we'll, we'll get our waivers. Um, potty out and look we might just do because we've got a day up our sleeve we might just do one potty again um, but we'll keep everybody in the loop but don't forget to tune in uh, tomorrow night for our uh, second potty and right, lads.
2: speaking of keeping everyone in the loop we'll let you know how has went at Bunnings too just whether he got out there alive <laughs> or he's got stuck in the uh, plant section
1: oh uh, how many tile samples you reckon he got how many, how many carpet samples is he carrying home? <laughs>
2: Tiki torches,
1: Oh, 100% percent. Let's be honest, it's probably Hell's his his wife doing all the
3: all the the heavy lifting. Oh, literally, hundred oh, <laughs> yep. percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. As is carrying her handbag. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh, she carries the carpet samples and tile samples out the door. Yeah. that's it. The two befores. Yep, that's it. All right, lads.
1: Cheers for that. Um, And as I said, don't forget to jump on tomorrow night for our regular potties. Cheers,
2: Cheers, boys. See you, boys.